On this week's episode, the Evolve magazine nears completion, the world's most expensive NFT has just been sold, and we shit on Bandcamp for half an hour. And of course, we've got our big interview with Dreampunk legend, remember, coming up. Uh, and first, to start off the show, this is his own drum and bass remix of his signature tune, Love Me. That and more, plus our demo segment, right after this.
If money is evil, then that building is hell. This is the most obnoxious group of money-hungry, low-IQ, high-energy, jackrabbit, fucking wannabe, big-time, small-time, shit-talking, bothersome, irritating bunch of motherfuckers I have ever had to endure for more than five minutes. The following announcement has been paid for by the Canvas World Order. Saturday morning, you got your coffee and croissants ready. You know what that means, it's time for another weekly edition, a lovely Saturday morning edition of Canvas. On its right on as well. Greetings ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shiva33, joined as always by Lucid, how you doing man? Yo, I'm, I'm pretty good sir. And we've got the news hitting you, first things first. Straight into the news here. Yeah, why not? I haven't got anything that I really want to talk about. I'm just kind of coming around Saturday morning, ice water. Well, I, I know white rice. I, I know what's I know what's uh, worth talking about. That's Evolve magazine. Uh, obviously, Go you on. know we announced it last week. We spoke about it on the show at length, but um, it is you know it's Saturday morning. That means you've got like two days left if you actually listen to this on Saturday morning, the thirtieth of October. Yeah. So you've got like two days left to subscribe to ensure that you get issue one and you know all that's going to come with the first month of um, Evolve. So you know the mystery CD, NFTs, all that stuff. Time's running out, y'all. If you want to get issue one of Evolve, you got to get on it quick. Yeah. One thing I didn't expect actually with the magazine is just how many people were hyped for it. Like, and just in like DMs and like messages and stuff. I've, I've like there's a lot of people who are like really looking forward to this thing yeah so. like um you know we've seen you know the amount of subscribers that the magazine's had and it's like completely defied all expectations uh it's like it's, it's almost triple what we thought like we were originally gonna get so it, it's it's like triple the high-end mm -hmm. like liberal estimate <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like almost 10 <laughs> times the conservative estimate <laughs> It's so, just nuts. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. It's pretty. You know the. You know the um, the hype is on though. So hopefully the magazine will meet expectation. Like I, I still haven't seen. You know a lot of it. I still need to go through and read a lot of it. Um, you know we've got the whole evolved team working on it. Um, break. And I guess Absolutely like yeah. Breaking. Yeah, it's like you know today is the day for the deadline and everything. Um, so that, you know that that makes the day kind of interesting. So. We're starting off casual with a podcast. Yeah, and then we're going to get right into the, the thick yeah. of it, so to speak. But before we get there, we've got the rest of the news to get through. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest one was probably that NFT sale that happened. Um, it was like bigger than like any art that's been sold ever. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, so so last, last night it was, um, or two nights ago, um, one of the crypto punks... If you, do, you, do you know what crypto punks are? They're those like pixel art things, right, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, so there's like, you know, there's 10,000 of them or so, I think. Um, just like various different, you know, like 
humanoid shapes, I guess, drawn in pixel art. And because they're some of the earliest NFTs and, you know, some of the most hyped NFTs, they end up going for quite a lot of money. So CryptoPunk9998 actually sold for over $500 million um, the other night in Ethereum. Yeah, but it's, it's, it, before you get too hyped on that though, it actually turned out it was just um, a sort of rigged sale to, you know, create some hype around it. Because, uh, Wait, what? Yeah, it was uh, the, like, the person who, like, sold it, essentially bought it from himself, in a sense. Oh, come sense. on, man. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't count. <laughs> you know, that that's crypto for you, I guess. But, um, yeah, not, nonetheless, it's like, you know, 500 million is fucking insane. Just having that kind of, like... Well, it's not really Money to throw such, around, yeah, I suppose. Just, like, having that kind of money, like, yeah, is... That's just insane, though. Half a billion like, on a fucking... <laughs> on a fucking... Pixel art figure. Pixel art, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know what? Like, um, I've been thinking a lot about music and NFTs, and I guess we'll talk about that later in the show after we've interviewed uh, Remember. Nine-year-old me making pixel art on his computer could never imagine that pixel art would sell for half a billion yeah, dollars. Yes, see, see if, you'd st if you stuck the course with that, you could have been making millions right now. Speaking of which, fucking pixel, pixel art is making absolute shitloads on <laughs> on NFTs right now. Like, he's blown Is he just making time. total like, bank? Yeah, just week after week, he's getting bigger. Like, he's he's legit one of the biggest artists in, in the NFT world right now, I think. Like, I, I know, like, insane. I remember, you know, just like a year ago, he'd put out a tweet and he wouldn't really get more than like 10 likes or retweets. And now, like, as soon as he drops a tweet, he has like fucking dozens of people like replying in seconds. He's getting hundreds of likes and retweets. Uh, you know, his NFTs are just going through the roof. So. Has he got a bit of an NFT cult going on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's... You know, but fair play to him. I was actually um, yeah. chatting to him the other day. We're going to be doing some interesting stuff with him, so... We've got something lined up there. Keep your yeah. eyes peeled. In other news, we've got Facebook changing its name to Meta, because apparently yeah. Mark Zuckerberg wants to focus more on the Metaverse than on the real world. So, what what is this so meta Metaverse? Can you explain that a little bit? Because I, I, I saw her, but I didn't really like look her properly. So, like, the whole concept um, actually goes back to a NATO document that came out, like, a few months ago, where they were talking about um, how all your online data would be part of, like, what they call your digital twin, where mm -hmm. it's essentially like, like, a, like a digital replica of you using all your data that you've put into the internet over decades or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and so what the metaverse is, is sort of like... I, I, I guess a virtual universe within which your your sort of metaverse self, your digital twin, lives, and it, it's sort of like a, a place to like interact with friends. It's it's like a social network for your digital twin, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I mean, like, which is why, why is that any different than like Second Life or um, what's the other thing? What was the other thing with the fucking Ugandan knuckles a few years? VR ago? chat. VR chat, yeah. Like, is it any different from VR chat or um, Second Life or anything like that? I think because it's like Facebook who are making it, they're trying to make it as like fucking boring as. <laughs> well, that's like that's even worse. Like, is anyone actually going to use it? 
I think they're gonna push it anyway because like the fact oh. that it was in a NATO document first and then Mark Zuckerberg did so, it. So it's people. like a, so is it like a three D world that you walk around in? Uh, as far as I'm aware, it can be. Like I mean, like that was like game. like the visuals that in in the presentation was like right, Mark yeah, Zuckerberg, yeah. like. Yeah, I saw that. Like, like, I, yeah, I, like I saw him do, like where he becomes the free the avatar of himself, and then he goes into like some spaceship with like a bunch of other like geeks. <laughs> Just. I know. think the main thing to note here is that we're not a hundred percent sure on what the fuck Meta's supposed to be. That you know what? And I don't like, think the people yeah. that work at Meta are even a hundred percent sure <laughs> of what Meta's supposed to be. Like I think the name change is fine because like, you know, you know, my thoughts on the name change without like Facebook is obviously gonna die out eventually because like the entire Facebook audience are, you know, the sixty plus generation, you know, boomers and so on. parents and grandparents who never right, learned yeah, how like to no, use anything nobody else. Nobody else really uses it. I mean, the only other thing people use it for is groups, which is, is sort of like a Reddit alternative. It's like, you know, a second rate Reddit, I guess. Not that Reddit's even. Third rate Reddit. Being called. Second rate yeah. Reddit. Se yeah, second rate Reddit is just Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Nothing um, about Reddit is first rate. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think, you know, the name change makes sense because they probably realise as a company that Facebook itself is probably going to die out and, you know, Instagram is probably in the long term going to be a bigger asset than Facebook itself for that like corporation so it makes sense for them to get rid of the name Facebook out of the name now and, you know sort of like the way Google what do you think of the logo alphabet. change oh the infinity logo <laughs> yeah did that, um, did that roughly get Jimmy's any I mean, I don't want to get into a big philosophical maths discussion right now, to be honest, but... Okay, but what about just the sheer audacity of the company to put a fucking infinity symbol as their logo? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it shows what their intent <laughs> is, like, to, uh, to reach all of the infinite, as people seem to believe in. This, like, the continualization of the ridiculous. Yeah, like, mythology that people believe in infinity. All kinds of shit. <laughs> Speaking of mythology, Ethereum broke its all-time high. Yeah, um... It just, you know... Just like I Bitcoin did a couple of weeks ago, or a week ago, I can't remember now. Now Ethereum has to. Uh, Bitcoin's dipped since it broke its all-time high, but I guess that's to be expected. And we'll probably see a sharp rise up soon, I'd expect. Yeah. Not financial and advice, I guess you have to say. Yeah, like... Mm, I mean, cryptocurrency is just fancy numbers on a screen. So there we go. <laughs> and rounding up the news with all the music shit, uh, Cyber Freddy's got a live show. Samgam's got an album on Pure Life. And you've got a CD, and Inertia has got a CD too, and they're on pre-order right now on Dreamcatalog. Yeah, I guess we should have led them with that news, since that's like the big news for Dreamcatalog. Well, we're finishing off with it, so let's, let's go over yeah. these fucking right, CDs. Okay. Let's, 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 let's hit these. Yeah, so we got EVO 3 and EVO 4 coming out on November the 3rd and November the 4th, respectively. So, uh, EVO 3 is Inertia Eyes, uh, with his debut album. 
which is, you know, a pretty nice lo-fi techno. Self-titled debut album. Yeah, yeah, stylish, uh, you know, London vibes, um, mm -hmm. you know, classic Nicole, I guess. Um, Everything you'd expect from Nicole, just the highest fucking quality standards you've seen out yeah. of anybody. Yeah, Production's top-notch, artwork's top-notch, it's just... Yeah. You know. Nice. And um, then HKX song with Grade Yourself, which is like... Do you want me to talk about the album a bit, or...? Uh, yeah, well, let, let, let's get into it. Yeah, so I guess like the, al like the album is sort of it's almost like a concept album in a way. Um, well, it's got a, it's got it's more of a thematic album than a concept album because it hasn't really got a narrative as such. But um, like the 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 theme is the idea of how we're going from you know the age of humans into the age of post humans now. There's no real like mm -hmm. way way back from you know there's no real way back to uh humanity i guess <laughs> no. we're uh, post-human now and like the you know the album's sort of like a meditation on that idea yeah know, I, I, I think humans 2.0 is, is 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 coming to an end now and we're gonna see humans 3.0 oh were, were we already on 2.0 yeah I don't, I don't even yeah know. like 1.0 was like when we were like in prehistoric times we were like banging rocks together and shit right so 2.0 was like, you know, industrial revolution and all that. Uh, and now 3.0 is like, we fucking upload our consciousness to the internet. And we all just become digital beings in the metaverse. <laughs> so I guess like, there you go. Ma Mark Zuckerberg wants to um, take I have the monopoly on that. Right, yeah. He sees the same sort of future vision that everyone else who's... Well, that, like, that's the thing, strict. like he, like that, to think like that is still thinking in terms of web 2.0, I guess. Like, um, whereas, you know, web 3. You know what's proven successful in Web3 is, I guess, the opposite of that decentralization and so. Although, you know, it's arguable whether a lot of crypto is actually decentralized or not. Hmm. You know, well, crypto's a wild west, so, so like, yeah, I mean, there's it's no real rules that can be put onto crypto other than it exists. <laughs> Beyond that, yeah. it's just for now. You're shooting blind. Yeah, for now, anyway. You cowboys out there. And here's a song for Cowboys, this is Remember, with Aquamarine.
baby biscuits. Oh, baby, is it like baby crisps are quite nice as well, or something like that? Like, yeah, yeah, like baby crisps, baby biscuits. Um, they're like really low in salt and sugar, but they taste like you know pretty good. So it's like a lot healthier. The ingredients tend to be you know healthier too. You know, so if you want like a little biscuit with your coffee, like I've got here, I've got a little gingerbread man. It's only like twenty-five calories because it's very low sugar, so it's pretty oh, nice. Life hacks. Yeah, yeah. There so ch check out the baby section for some baby biscuits next time you want a biscuit. <laughs> so what's Hell going yeah. on, Jude? What's going on? Not much. Um, just you know, fi I finished an album this week. Nice. For Dream Catalog, um, I trust. Uh, it's for the it's the Pure Life album. All right. Finished. Um, although that track I sent you yesterday, I didn't actually reply. You can have that as a single if you want it. Oh really? Nice, nice. nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have no plans for it. I was just um, about to call you a traitor then, but you've made up for. It. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this album was planned after the closure of Dream Catalog. Yeah, yeah, for makes like sense. This time or whatever it was. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, to be like, like I've got a fucking album coming out with Kagami. Like that was planned out while Dream Cat was closed. So like. We're not stabbing you in the back. We're, we're so that, we didn't have a. Wait, wait. That was planned out when Dream Cat was closed. So you mean that was planned out when I had my beef with Kagami? Yes. So, <laughs> talk about traitors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, me and uh, Kagami are fine now. So, you know, all good. It's all good. You locked out there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Boy, I would have had to fire you again. Have you read the fucking um, NATO documents yet? <laughs> what? The ones that have come out about tech trends 2020 to 2040. That shit's scary, bro. They're talking about like fucking how we, quantum uh, AI. How are we, how we going on from, from like I literally just woke <laughs> up like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> same, same. I am like, sleep deprived and I'm carrying a podcast on the. Like, NATO documents, please. Yeah. Keep it yeah, it's getting bit. the cogs turning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep um, the conversation on on fucking baby biscuits then. No, I was no. So I've got new album. I start a new job on Monday, which is fun. Um, fun. Well, it's it's a job's a job, isn't it? Uh, yeah. something, something new. Uh, what else have I been doing? Bashing Audius on Twitter. Um, writing a end of music paper, you know, all the, all the usual stuff. Get nice. into that actually, because like I I don't know like the full wet uh, width and breadth of like the whole audience scam, but you have spelt it out pretty obviously. It is a scam, so just like like get I into mean, me like yeah the details of that. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna be I, I, I'm gonna tread lightly and say like I, I don't well I don't know if it's a scam. I mean I'll say it, like I I joke about it, but. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a little unsure as of right now what's going on with it. It just doesn't. What whatever it is, I, 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 it, it doesn't seem right. And I think they are being purposely, like purposefully vague about what they're doing. Um, I, I don't for whatever reason I don't know. Um, but it, more and more as every day goes by, people are like sort of waking up to it. Especially if you look on like the audience subreddit. Um, mm. you, you're, like there are more and more posts of people who are like a bit sketched out by it all. Um, I, I know David thinks that it's not necessarily a scam; it's just stupid people running the service or whatever. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, like I, I well, I mean, that's what I thought, but now I start, I'm starting to think it is a bit of a scam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like, it's, think... not, it's not scamming the users as such, because, like, you know, if you're just like uploading music, like, how are you getting scammed? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a scam in the sense that I'm not losing anything, it's yeah, a scam yeah. in the sense that they were promising stuff, right? That yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. Um, I, I think they're promising now. I think they're trying to push a different product than what people yeah, initially yeah. signing up for. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I remember when you so you signed up well you, ages and ages ago, I assume, and then mm-hmm. I only heard about it last year because of you saying that you got a fat payout from them. Yeah, and I got I a like, proper oh, big drop for being one of the earliest users. Yeah, and I didn't even know what it was. I was like, oh, okay, we'll look into it. Not as much and as like, Apollo oh, Trevant got though. No, <laughs> he, he made bank. You know what though? You know, you know what's funny about that? Like he sold all of his at like ten cents, and it went up to like four dollars at its peak. So if he'd held on, he could have had like he had he 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 made like twenty thousand dollars or something off his payout off his drop, and he sold it all at ten cents. Like if he'd held on, he would have. He would have had uh, so when it got to a dollar, he would have had eight hundred thousand dollars. Hold on, eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. I just ran the math in my head. I, yeah, there you go, eight hundred thousand. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's kind of still funny. though. That's in, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when like when you like sort of told me about, it, I looked into it and like on paper it sounds really cool, right? Like it's a you know blockchain based streaming service. It like. Mm it kind of gives power back to the user and then obviously there was the whole idea of that your interaction with it is how you sort of you can monetize from it essentially so it wasn't just uploading stuff and getting plays off it it was if you were sharing playlists and liking other people's stuff and um so it did seem like something quite good on paper even i mean it was it ran really badly then though like uploading to it was a nightmare oh was, yeah i remember fucking all those headaches. It hated, it hated um, WAV files, like obviously because they are quite big mm. anyway. But it hated them. Like I had to upload everything to M- in MP3, and um, and then I just kind um, of forgot about it for a while. And then I tuned back in when they announced that they were doing the trending lists that you got paid like a, a, an unknown amount of um, audio coins for getting in the top five trending lists. Yeah, which just seems so like. Especially when no one else has been, other than the airdrop people, no one's made a cent from it or a penny or whatever. It just seemed like the complete opposite of what they were trying to promote. Especially when they were like um, saying, "Oh, it's for the it's for the the little people," you know, it's like for the the independents and stuff. And most people in those trending lists are already well established, mainstream, you know, sort of artists. So I don't know. Just it, as time gone on. It's just become more, more and more scammy. <laughs> essentially, yeah. mm-hmm. I think I think like the real people who are getting scammed, if anyone though, are um, the investors that they've brought on board. Like um, I know Casey Perry was one of the big names. Um, so yeah, obviously, yeah, like they will have gone round, you know, like the music world to various like agents and such, and you know, hit up those it's... type of people. And like, yeah, but, and, and, in, and in a way, they are now representing your music. Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm, yeah. because they're like they've invested a big amount of money into the into the service, and they not that they're like a shareholder in it, but like 
their names attached to it now. And like, um, here we go. We've got Katy Perry, Nas, the Chainsmoker, Chainsmoker, sorry, Jason Derulo for crying out loud. Like, I don't, want these do I, I don't want these people representing my music. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> do you mean you don't want your music represented by Katy Perry and Jason Derulo? These are like clearly, like, the only person you could have that would be above that would be Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Yeah, but Soldier Boy no, is no, like no. legit and it's a crop though. <laughs> so that's the funny thing. Yeah, but like 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 legit, me and me and HKE were like talking about this like a few days ago. We were why saying like um, I don't know why. I don't know why <laughs> But we were talking about like remember this, we were talking about a few days ago how like Soldier Boy was like the original masturbator. Oh right. And yeah. by that I mean like like, Sorry, you yeah, know, I mis- I misunderstood what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I paused. I I left a pause uh, there so you could you could comic pause. Your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's the Osho okay. effect. You have to be very effective with your timing. Um, but yeah, Soldier well, Boy was the original. What that means since probably nobody got it. Okay, so if you listen to a meditation <laughs> talk, no, not by Osho, Osho. the masturbator joke. Okay. Like most people so, are still thinking, like, what the fuck is he going on about? <laughs> right. So most people don't understand the concept of bait. But if anyone has been on 4chan or done enough internet trolling for a time, you know what baiting is. You put out content that's deliberately intended to attract certain people by hook or by crook, you know? And there's techniques that are used for this. It's it's a lot of like social psychology, it's a lot of, you know figuring out how the internet would react in certain situations but soldier boy was the first person who like truly figured out how to like manipulate the internet in order to gain fame and fortunes in a sense much, isn't it? soldier boy was the first person to figure out how to manipulate the internet he couldn't no i mean like 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 the whole youtube infrastructure like he was the first like person who came no, from like wasn't. fuck all no, he wasn't. Okay, I mean, he, he name sig- one of the person who's sig- got... He did it significantly. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to say he's the very first, though. That's pretty absurd. Okay, but, like, there's not many other artists who are going today who had their start way back. Yeah, but you said person, back. not artist, so it could have been, like... I thought you meant, like, literally anyone on the history of the internet. Okay, well, much like with how I talk, I clarify <laughs> as I go. Right, it right. works itself out. Right, like, right. We're getting to the point here. Right, Soldier Boy uh... figured out right, the yeah, YouTube I mean, like, system. at this point, you've like over-explained it. Like, you just need to say I meant, like a pun <laughs> on the word both. <laughs> I think that's all it needed to be. Like. Yeah, yeah, we don't. <laughs> I'm getting into a deep philosophical conversation about Soldier Boy here. <laughs> Yeah, what were we talking about? Audius being a scam. No, like, again, I'm ve- I'll use the word scam lightly because who knows? Maybe in like a year's time it'll be what they said it was going to be. But um, I, I find it funny though because uh, just looking at one of this Rolling Stone article, um, one of the investors was Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. Um, he was He was also one of the people that was consistently in the trending charts. Um, awning, earning <laughs> this audio reward yeah. stuff. So I don't know, man. It just it just reeks. Of... No, that's a bit scummy for sure. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It just it just reeks. Of... Oh, and uh, Steve Aoki as well. He was definitely in the 
trending charts a few times as well, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it just reeks of. I mean, like in my opinion, like it still has the makings of something that could work if like the right ideas are put yeah. into it. Like particularly if they've got the roots of NFTs, like that's what it should really be about at this point. It shouldn't be about, you know, um, like trying to just be a SoundCloud replicant. Because like, who even who even wants SoundCloud now? Like who cares? Like everyone's got Spotify and YouTube and shit. We don't need SoundCloud really. Um, yeah, you know. yeah, unless you're coming through with some sort of major benefit. Um, yeah. But right now they're not offering any major benefit. If anything. Like you might as well just put your stuff on Spotify because, it, right, it, yeah. like, obviously, one of the um, Reddit sort of moderators before I was banned for a while <laughs> from the um, <laughs> uh, audio subreddit, um, he he replied like really passive aggressively, and he was like, "Well, you're probably not going to be making much money anyway, even if you were going to be making money on Audius. which is probably true, but that's yes. not the point. Right, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like it's I could go to Spotify and earn half, you know, half a penny from like however many streams, but or I could put it on audio and earn nothing. So I don't, I don't. And Spotify has a has the means for me to reach a bigger audience anyway. So what's what's my benefit than over you know using something else than audio, especially at the moment? Maybe again, maybe that'll change, but um, I don't know. I've just and I've just kind of been ex- not exposing it, but I've just been posting bits on Twitter over the past sort of month or two about bits that I think are uh, a little interesting. So if anyone, anyone wants to go and have a look at that, then maybe that should be a big there. new career change for you going to sort of like journalism against the uh, scum, scummy crypto organisations. Uh, yeah, oh, there's plenty of those. Plenty of those. <laughs> Oh, scams like that's that's one thing that i think has become kind of obvious as i've looked into crypto is that it, how much of a fucking wild west it is yeah mm. yeah it's like the, it's like the old internet in a way it's like that same kind of spirit yeah yeah i didn't i didn't realize that that kind of energy was even still present in the in the yeah. online sphere to be honest any, anything to exploit will be exploited at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's just another it's just another avenue as things as the normal internet gets sort of tightened up, where these things get harder and harder, and you know, um, but then something new comes along, and people that are using it for the first time may not necessarily understand it like fully. Like it's you, if you want to get into the NFT space, you can have like a really basic understanding of it. Like I would say, I have a basic understanding of it. I, I'm no expert in it, but. It is something I'm interested in, and I kind of am trying to get involved with. Um, but there are going to be plenty of people like me who maybe are artists or um, or anyone just trying to get involved in this sort of world that just don't understand where they could be manipulated or taken advantage of or something like that. So yeah, I think well, it, as time as time will goes goes on, and as we sort of as people become, you know savvy to it i think it'll probably change but um yeah right it's a learning experience for sure yeah yeah, right now i think you're quite right it's a bit of a wild west and people will be unfortunately people will be made to look like mugs in some instances but um like you say we'll just have to see what happens isn't there like a bunch of examples about um like cryptocurrencies like starting up getting a bunch of investment and then like saying oh we're not even gonna launch anyway 
I swear yeah, there's been like quite a few I, I examples think, of that. I, I, I think that. I'd read a, new, a few stories of something like that where people have invested into something and they just basically ran off with the money, essentially. Yeah. Um, which I, I feared the worst of when it when you know with Audius, but I don't think it'll I think that, that like Web 3.0 in the beginning is going to be like super fucking interesting because like what crypto proves is that that kind of like chaos energy that has always been on the internet is still like alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. And so as Web 3.0 moves into all these sorts of new formats and new expressions of style and shit, that chaos energy is also going to manifest, and you're going to see shit getting crazy especially as like people really start to take advantage of what web 3.0 can actually offer well that's what I we're in right now see. that we're in the beginning stage so of that like right now yeah so just the I beginning though like, but like and, and, and nfts have proven that this year for sure yeah it's just the beginning though like give it another year or two and this shit's gonna be fucking insane and I, I'm, I'm really like interested to see where this goes to be honest because yeah, There's I mean, so like, much energy. I've been trying to tell you for like the past year and a half, but you didn't listen. Well, I'm <laughs> listening now. Okay, I'm listening yeah. now. Not that know? somebody else said it. The internet was invented in fucking the 1992. I didn't get on it until 2003. I figured it out eventually. We got there. Just took <laughs> some time. Was you even born in 1992? No, I wasn't. You see, it took me five years <laughs> to even get out of the womb. You see, I'm working behind schedule. I've got to catch up. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I, think, I think it's interesting. Like I say, it's something I, like I have like I'm not going to say I have like a huge passion for you know NFTs. I am interested in it. I kind of follow it somewhat. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes because I think it's like it is going to be the like as David said, if Audius go down that route, then it would be. Um, like a, a massive game changer, I think, for the the average sort of artist, mm-hmm. creative, whatever whatever you want to say, because it it does provide a new level of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's you, you are going to have to you are cutting out a lot of crap, you know, when it comes to say buying music, streaming music, and um, you know owning what quote unquote owning music. Um, not that I don't think that really exists anymore, but not not to the extent that it used to but who knows mm. we'll, we'll have to see we'll have to see i think what we're seeing over time is the simplification of how easy it is to listen to music like especially one thing that makes me realize this is tiktok because like the moment you open that app you are bombarded with shit you know mm. so literally all that people need to do is press a button and they've got fucking you know Belle Delphine or whatever the fuck. Um, I think we we need like a musical equivalent of that. We need something where a person can so? just press a button and they can just hear music that they like. I think. I think like that's the opposite the... of what I want. To be honest, like. Well, I, I'm like, saying I'll this ex- is like I'll, I'll explain why because like that kind of like TikTok and stuff, like the whole algorithm thing. Like I'm really bored of it. Like what the one thing I'd say that's good about Audius is actually there's no algorithm shit. You just like search for things through hashtags, and I I like much prefer that right now. I'm really bored of algorithm. So yeah, like, but the direction that um, TikTok and these apps are kind of taking us, and that the world seems to be fine with following. By the way, you know, people watching TikTok has overpassed the amount of people watching YouTube. For yeah, but like TikTok only works because it's got an algorithm built into it, whereas that wouldn't really work with. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that TikTok style without an algorithm. I'm pretty sure there are ways to figure it out. 
but I'm saying that like in terms of music consumption, we're like seeing it become easier over time, and like the progression of that I mean, is eventually kinda, just kinda you press a button. Mm. Like if you open up Spotify and you go like I've just got it open now, and you go to like. Well, they already do like the daily mix stuff, right? I don't know if you use Spotify, uh, Shima. Yeah. Yes. Um, they have the daily mixes, which are like six playlists that change every day, and they're all kind of in a. Each one has kind of like a sort of common theme. They're not always like spot on, but each one like will have like a certain sound or collection of artists. So it's already kind of like kind of putting that on you in a way. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you can then go into it and pick whatever songs you want to listen to, or just you know not listen to it at all. Um, but it is kind of there already in a in a way. Um, it's not the same as TikTok, where it's like basically bombarded on you. Like, but uh, yeah, I guess it's that middle ground, though, isn't it? Like, do you really want to just open up something and it just instantly starts playing music at you? I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm I'm just like really bored of the whole like algorithm machine learning stuff. It's just like made the internet so. Uh, it just makes it feel so small. Like whereas the internet used to feel a lot bigger. Um, I mean, and you're and in 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 fairness as well, you're coming um, from a perspective of a, you know, you've been a label owner for like the last seven years. Yeah. So or eight years or whatever. So it's like you are someone who is in the in basically in the game of cur- like creation like right yeah so yeah it's like music. it's like yeah right so the it's, the, it's almost, the, alg- it's kind, yeah. the algorithm's kind of like pissing on your parade in a way yeah like, yeah for you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's the enemy <laughs> yeah, it, yeah i've never yeah. really thought about but that, that that's before, that but. you know nor that's like a really like interesting point actually but um but that's the thing that's like that's one of the things that's most annoying about it, like how many times have you loaded up, say, like, YouTube and, you know, put on, like, some music from, like, the dream punk scene, for example. And then within, like, three videos, you're on, like, a look really video or something of that nature. You know, like, some generic mm. vaporwave. Not to, you know, right. slam on look really, but, um, you know, it's not really, like, the type of music that we make. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, I, oh, to be fair, the, the YouTube recommendation system over the years has just got progressively worse to the point where I just yeah. don't use it anymore. Definitely. Like a, a long, long time ago, you used to be able to put like an, an album on and every like every recommendation in the sidebar was something like close to it whereas now it's just like yeah, yeah. it doesn't do it just doesn't do that anymore it just put it like it just does a round yeah, the algorithm yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah it's just really annoying um yeah. really really annoying i spent a long time because youtube used to be like i used to, well i still don't really like it like, I, I use it a lot like hours of, i use watch hours of youtube a week but like not i don't do it on the algorithm sort of thing anymore i usually just like no. it's, it's a very much a search and find sort of situation for me now because i just hate the algorithm that it uses it yeah. never finds mm-hmm. anything that is even remotely related to what i want to watch or you're interested in or trying no, to find I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm the same i just pretty much stopped using youtube in the last few years um i used mm-hmm. to be like someone who checked youtube every day and now these days mm-hmm. it's just like i don't really do that anymore i just it's not a habit of mine to go to YouTube anymore because there's nothing on there that I want to really see at this point. I'm still stuck in that habit, but I'm slowly sort of training myself out of it because I'm realizing that, like, the website itself is just, like, turning to shit, pretty much. Like, yeah, the recommendations yeah, yeah. suck, yeah. the videos suck, 
yeah, it's just, people it's just, who run the site again. Suck. I think it's like it's Web two point again. It's old. Like you know, we don't. Yeah, we've like you know, Web three is coming along and changing the game in so many ways, and that's where like all the, you know, smart and creative people have had it too now. So, you know, I'm also just really wary of like, like it's gotten to the point where I'm really wary of like clicking on YouTube links that people send me, only because if I open it and watch it, that just gets now stuck into the algorithm, and it will just start recommending me stuff like that. <laughs> when I don't mm. necessarily, when I don't necessarily want that, like it yeah. could be something like, like oh, someone sent me a track, but it's from a genre that I'm not really like into or like. I- video game thing but i don't want that in my in my youtube rex at all but if i click on yeah. it it'll, it'll latch onto it because it's different it's different to what i usually watch so it's like ah okay now we'll whack that in into the pot mm-hmm. just like no go away i don't want it but... yeah. <laughs> so how i get around that is i actually have two web browsers i have chrome and i have firefox and in my chrome is where i do all my youtube shit and then in firefox i'm not logged in at all so like right. there's no algorithm there to track me and like Anything that anyone sends, I just listen to it on. I, I, I'm, I'm like, annoying I shouldn't have to do that. Well. <laughs> no, no, you absolutely shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's bullshit. But like, this is the system that we're in because YouTube sucks so much. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So silly. So uh, yeah, Jude, why, why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell us about your new album a little bit? Yeah, can do. Um, let me think. So. Obviously, I put out the Deep Dive album last year, which I thought was pretty good. I think it was, like, one of my better works that I'd done. Yeah, I really liked um, it. Was, it was just a bit darker and a bit sort of... I just wanted to up my game a little bit. And I only made it in two weeks, which was unusual for me because I don't really tend to um, make anything quickly. I'm very slow. Yeah. Um, I made it because it, I think it was the second Livewire. Yeah, it was, was. Livewire, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I and it had a two-week deadline, and then I thought, oh, I'm going to make all 100% brand new music for it, and then, you know, put it out as an album. Um, I wanted to kind of do that again, that sort of style, but not... I thought that album was quite dark. I didn't want to do something as dark. So something with the sort of variety, um, but something that wasn't... It was a bit more easily listening. Um mm. So I've kind of just yeah gone down that route. It's a lot of uh, I'm trying to think. So there's some like breakbeaty stuff on it. There's some there's a like a techno track on it. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of yeah, a big melting pot really. Just kind of nice. I'm not I didn't try to uh, I didn't try to go in with any sort of plan. The only plan I did actually I kind of ripped from you a little bit is that I had named the album and created the cover before I wrote anything. Yeah. Um, just to set out a sort of vibe. I didn't do what you do and like did a whole like track list and then <laughs> like <laughs> right to the track list, whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought I would like see what how that would work if I create the vibe first and then sort of yeah. write to it. How did how did that go for you then? You know what? I think it's it was yeah, it's different. It's definitely different because although I was writing to the vibe, I wasn't really writing to the vibe of the tracks themselves so i wasn't thinking okay this track's gonna work really well with this one i was thinking this track's gonna work with that cover like yeah, it, like yeah. it work it so, so i maybe listening to it it's probably not going to be the most cohesive thing i've ever done but it definitely yeah it's a different way of working for sure um yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited to you know get it out there i think i did want i played one of the tracks on the oh, 
one of the live things. I can't, I've lost certain track of how many ones that we've done now. I think it was a pure life one, potentially. Can't remember. Speaking of uh, which, how did the uh, pure life show go? Oh, yeah, that was sick. It was really cool. Um, it was nice to have, like, people that are actually into this stuff, like, in one place. And there was a lot of people as well. I was quite surprised with how many people actually came out. I think there must have been, like, 70 people the first night. I had to leave early on the second night, so I'm not 100% sure how many people yeah, ended up yeah. coming. But I left at about half nine, quarter to ten, and it was pretty full. And you know, and it was the the glove that fits as well. So you know the venue, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was. Um, yeah, it was not. It was cool to have like some really big visuals on as well. Um, it's not really done that before. Um, yeah, I just I played like a lot of uh, completely unreleased stuff. Um, it was some of it was generative as well, which is something I've been messing around with. Um, just kind of like setting up synth patches and drum patches and kind of just letting them go to town and just. Is that in Reactor? Mm, some of it yeah some of yeah. the synth stuff's in reactor some of it's just sort of like ableton sort of max, oh, yeah. uh, max for live stuff um ah. but yeah it's um it's a, kind of like a new way of working because like if i run that project now like live it will sound slightly different to the one yeah. that was done there so yeah. just provides a little extra sort of uniqueness to, yeah, the, sure, yeah. to the experience um i just had an interesting idea Mm. Sometime in the next five years, um, we're going to reach a point where AI is generated in real time, and someone somewhere is going to do a live set where it's just the AI for forty-five minutes. Yeah, probably they're just going to give it like parameters before yeah. the night. You're going to say, "Okay, we, I want a forty-five-minute house techno club DJ set," and then they're just going to run the AI, and it'll just do it for them. I swear to there. God that you just think about AI constantly. <laughs> like no, no, I'm tying this every... into the live show. No, I know, I know that, but like every single interview that we do, you always bring up a point about AI, like you always manage Because to... it's, <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. It's very no, it important. interesting, yeah. yeah. Jeffrey didn't seem too convinced by the, uh, the whole AI stuff. <laughs> Did yeah. you listen to that interview? Yeah, yeah I listened to it the other day, yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite strange to hear his voice knowing that he's still a real person because for the time... <laughs> or maybe he's an AI and that was an AI voice. Exactly. Right. Like that Google um, Google Assistant AI. I, can't, I don't know if it's a thing yet where like, <laughs> yeah, it makes phone calls for you and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. Um, but yeah, no, it was, re it was cool and I think it sets a good... like the, the show set like a good foundation for anything that we can do now moving forward because um although we've obviously had a dream catalog show in the past i think this was like the the first show since we had that sort of real major sort of yeah, well, like you know we yeah because we did like you know the show at the glove that fits in 2019 so it's like the same venue and everything but mm. then like there was like COVID just two months later because you know that felt like pretty big at the time, but then like COVID sort of like burst the bubble. But at the same time, oh, yeah, you know time. that 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 show, um, you know we had like the flap uh, sat as part of it and <laughs> such. We <laughs> I literally had like at the Pure Life show, I literally had like three or four people ask me about that. Uh, <laughs> but they were they weren't there to experience it yeah. themselves. They literally just heard it about like, heard about it. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I heard about it. It was just crazy. me and K 
Kano screaming into a microphone until our voices got hoarse for like half an hour. It was fantastic. Yeah, that someone said. Some, one of them was just like, "Yeah, I heard that they were like just playing feedback for like five yeah. minutes straight." And I was like, so, <laughs> "For people who don't, for people who don't know, like what it was was, um, you know, we'd booked this big show at the Glove Daft Fits, and you know, there must have been like well over a hundred people there that night, and um, I." I was like proper on some abstract, you know, kind of like wavelength at that time. So I thought rather than do, you know, just another live show off a USB stick, what I'm going to do is actually just drop a mix that's been pre-made, the the flap mega mix um, in full, just from beginning to end, and just like mm. stand there and play with the filters basically. Just as a sort of like statement against like, how ridiculous live shows have become in my opinion or at least you know what i was thinking then it was definitely mm-hmm. one of the most punk sets <laughs> yeah like, yeah like that that was the thing like i got like kano was the um hard k and uh shima was the so he you know flaps it obviously so i got those two to like flap on the microphone and i was like shouting some shit so i think i opened the show by getting on the microphone and saying like for all those who came expecting to see two eight one four stuff, you know, fuck off or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't that. something like that. Um, and I just dropped right into the flap, like right after that. Yeah, I remember and then, that. And, that yeah, and then like the mic feedback was like um, going absolutely horrific. So like most. Of the oh yeah, the mic fil- barely fucking worked. Yeah, m- most of the most of the crowd just filtered out because like it was just nothing but mic feedback. And it was, and it was so loud, like it was yeah. so so like compared to everything else that was happening. Like I remember I dipped out about halfway through and I went upstairs to like the bar area and it was still like. Like it was so loud, and the people on the bar were just kind of like, well, like just confused more than anything. Um, But like I say, like at the Pure Life gig, I had like three people, three or four people, come up and ask me about it. Like, what was that flap set like? I heard like it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the the um like the promoter who we did that with back then said that was like um the like the best thing that he'd ever seen at that venue <laughs> I don't know if he meant like the actually the best or like the worst thing that was the thing <laughs> Probably I mean both. Either, either way like it, it, yeah. it's, it's it's quite a compliment in a way yeah um, yeah. yeah that was fun that was, that was we gotta fun. go back there we gotta go back but yeah I think yeah I think moving forward like having a show like that like I say it's the first one but after Covid so we've had like the mm. The dream punk algorithm separation, yeah, um, yeah, which is which is good, very big news. Um, and again, not to you know hark on about it too much. There wasn't really that sort of um, didn't really feel like there was sort of much of a vaporwave audience there. If that makes, not that I would be able to tell very well. I've, I guess. You know what? I've always thought that about the shows we've done in London. Like, there's never been like yeah. the, that vaporwave crowd there ever. It's always just been, you know, normal people, so to speak. <laughs> I don't know if that's because people who like that, like, I don't know how many of these sort of vaporwave fans would go out to shows. Like, I don't know. If they're yeah, just sort of especially not, in London. I don't know how yeah. many of them would go out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's, I, but it's what, what, like just talking to, like, because I spoke to quite a few people there. What it, it, it seemed like it's just sort of quite a general, 
sort of music audience in the sense that these are just mm. people that really like music and not they're not like none of them were crazy fans that's the interesting part as well none of them were like diehard dream punk sort of like um nerds or anything they were just like people that just enjoyed music yeah. um you know and a big range of stuff as well like just what people are into so i get like it sets i think that sets up nicely for what we could maybe do later on down the road yeah sure so uh, what was it like to meet uh, Panteray, the head of Pure Light? If you want to hear the full 90-minute interview with Jude, sign up for our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash evolvemaguk.
So I put out a tweet uh, yesterday. Because uh, I, I, I just went on the front page of Band Company, saw them proudly declaring uh, fans of paid artists 822 million using Bandcamp and 16 million in the last 30 days alone. So, you know, this is like their way of saying, wow, you know, what a great service we've done for independent music and so forth. But then later I thought, mm. are these numbers actually impressive? So, $822 million over a period of how long? What, like 12 years that Bandcamp has been going? Uh, like most when people. When did Bandcamp first launch? I'll pull that up. So, Bank, I think Bandcamp started in 2008 or 2009, right? And it started as a, as a sort of reaction to MySpace, like falling apart, and this particularly MySpace music, because that that's where, like, um, independent music culture was taking place for most of the mid 2000s was through MySpace music. So that that's why Bandcamp looks the way it looks like because it was based off of MySpace. <laughs> they just, yeah. They just like literally just never updated the, the um, design since. So it still looks like fucking MySpace. <laughs> so that that alone tells you the type of people who run this company that just like fucking morons basically they haven't updated their web design in 13 years no they're just lazy like they've got a huge responsibility on their hands because they you know Bandcamp has taken over all of independent music culture like worldwide yeah. pretty much especially internet in online internet music culture in particular so you know they've got a huge responsibility on their hands and yet you know the fact that their website still looks like MySpace 12 years later just says everything. Anyway, um, so I, I was thinking about this number, 822 million over what, like 12 years? So uh, let, let's even let's even write off the first few years and just say like 822 million over the last eight years, so 100 million a year. Is that actually impressive or not? So I looked up um, what was the sales volume for the last... 30 days of uh, the NFT marketplace in crypto and um, can you guess like how much it was roughly I'd have to, I'd definitely say it'd be in the billions because there's a lot of you know right. NFTs and shit flying about yeah uh, I'd like say... just, just like you know just like we spoke about earlier like the fucking um, fake like 500 million sale that that alone is like half of band camp in you know 10 years but is that really a fair comparison, though? Anyway, so l let me let me give you the actual number. So, in the last thirty days, um, the NFT uh, market, like the sales volume, has been two point three four billion just in the last thirty days, and the last the last thirty days of Bandcamp has been sixteen million dollars. So I don't know what what's the percentage of that, like fractional, like minuscule. Yeah, that makes that makes it sound paltry, but is is that like a fair comparison to make? Um, why why would you say it's an unfair comparison? Because like NFTs is is, is beyond just music. You know, it's it's art, it's it's culture. There's a scene around it. It's its own thing. Tied in with crypto. Well, yeah, yeah, like, like, an NFT is a non-fungible um, token, right? So it's just like sort of a contract, a token that represents data that you can buy and sell, like you know, 
Yeah, so I'm not sure how like comparing so, the sales transactions. So basically, well, like what the point, like the point with comparing it to Bandcamp is. Um, obviously, like NFTs, like the main thing people have been using it for is selling digital art so far. But the, the concept of NFT is what's important, not like what's being sold on it. So on Bandcamp, um, when you buy an album on Bandcamp, you're essentially buying the rights to the album from Bandcamp itself as a sort of like centralized um, like web yeah, host. I get, I get. So like your ownership of that data is subject to Bandcamp essentially. Whereas with an NFT, what what you're doing is you're actually sort of buying a, a contract that exists uh, on a block, like a decentralized blockchain, or at least, you know, it's meant to be decentralized. Mm. It, dep it depends on what blockchain it is even, like it could be, you know, Ethereum, Solana, whatever. We spoke about this kind of stuff before. I don't so, want to go uh, so, like, into uh, the on. technical details too much, but... Um, I'm, I'm not wanting technical details. Are you realistically saying that Bandcamp could have been the size of the entire NFT market? Oh, right here, here right. If, if I, if I, was, right. if I, if I, if like Bandcamp actually fucking listened to anything I have said to them over the years, or like they paid attention to me, because like I, I don't just say this stuff out loud. Like I've emailed them things in the past, and they just ignore me. And maybe people think like, oh, you know, a lot of people emailed them. Why would they, you know, pay attention to you? Well, then, like, think about the fact this, right? Dream Catalog, as a record label, was probably like the first, like, legit big label on Bandcamp ever. That they, not the first big one on Bandcamp, but the first big one that came out of Bandcamp, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. You know, other other big labels are on the like sub sub pops been on there for very long time for example who are a huge label but um obviously they didn't grow on bank like bank camps like secondary to them or whatever i mean that's the whole reason i wanted to be on dream catalog in the first place because when in it, when it was in the scene when i was coming up you know yeah, yeah like, the, like, like the capstone right and the the point the point was during cart like especially in 2015 16 like the fact it grew out of band camp was like a huge story and they didn't like, they didn't even think about that because again, like these are the people who've got a fucking MySpace web design in 2021. Like they, they they've mm. got no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and it's not just me who thinks this. Like when I went to meet um, people from Warp Records like years back, like we were talking about Bandcamp, and you know they said the same thing. Like they said, you know they've spoke to the people there and they just think they're like absolute morons basically. And, and they are, they're just, like, look at the shit that they do, like, all the stupid fucking charity bullshit they push, like, the, and the fucking I mean, fucking band camp, camp Friday, come the fuck. <laughs> band yeah, how many of those have there been? Come fucking the fuck on. Band Camp Friday, the fucking ridiculous news site that looks like fucking Pitchfork in 2004. Like, everything about it is so stale and conservative. It's like so. Bandcamp Friday is a solution to a problem <laughs> that they created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't even know where to begin. It's just like, and it's it's like I'm just trying to tell a normal person, oh, you can buy my my album on Bandcamp now. It's just like the name itself is ridiculous. 
Like even fucking Facebook Honestly, I feel changing more fucking their name now. <laughs> I feel more comfortable recommending that someone download my fucking album on Soulseek rather than <laughs> yeah, Bandcamp. See, like, so fucking... Soulseek's a cool name. Like I'd rather say yeah, new album out on Soulseek than fucking Bandcamp. Anyway, like yeah. you know, I've 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 addressed all these kind of complaints of Bandcamp loads of times before, but um. It's so, just ba- ridiculous. so, so, like, bas- basically, like, you know, this company, like, you know, despite Dream Catalog's po- success, here, here's another way to put how successful Dream Cat was, like, uh, in the mid 2010s when Bandcamp was really making a name for itself. Like, I think um, re- when Rain Temple dropped, it was probably like the highest grossing album on Bandcamp like that year potentially, or at least. It must have been like up there, because I, I I can't think of any other that you know sold that much vinyl. Like it, it helped create the culture of like tapes, vinyl, all this stuff. Not not just during catalog, but like the vaporwave scene as a whole, and you mm-hmm. know everything that came out of it, like hard vapor, dream punk, and so forth. Um, all around that time period. Anyway, um, so this company have never like listened to me, never like spoken to me about anything uh they don't care about growth even though you know they 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 have like this power over so many like independent artists and record labels so do you think do, do you think like this like stupid antiquated backwards company that exists in where, where are they based like from portland or somewhere like you know, some yeah, something backwards like town like that. <laughs> it's like Oakland, like the, California. Well, there you go, Oakland. So you know, Bay Area. The same district that brought you MC Hammer and Tupac also brought you Benkin. Yeah, so it's just like Bay Area, like idiocy, basically. <laughs> just like Mark. Probably run by gangsters as well. No, it's just run by fucking Mark Zuckerberg wannabes, basically. <laughs> well, like at least Mark Zuckerberg's got you know the intelligence to change his fucking company name from Facebook to Meta. Mm. Where's Ban? Anyway, like this is just turning into a rant against Bankham. <laughs> but like, so so two point three billion in thirty days, and that that itself was down twenty two percent from the last thirty days. So you know that that's the NFT marketplace. So like, look at Pixelod, he's making an absolute killing on F- NFTs right now. People mm. in music, I mean like, there's music NFTs, like you can go on HEN and you can mint an MP3. But it's not quite the same thing, like, imagine a Bandcamp, like an, a web-free NFT version of Bandcamp, like how, like, significant that would be. And I'm not talking about a fucking MySpace web design Bandcamp, I'm talking about like, something that's actually modern and know fresh yeah like and it's it's bound to come along like you know it's gonna happen i'm surprised it hasn't already like audius tried to create a sort of like soundcloud thing but it didn't really work out and you know maybe they could rethink what they're actually doing and you know create a sort of bandcamp alternative that is based around nfts and such the concept like, here, of Bandcamp. Here's what you do, angry. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, God, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I just want like, I just want something, something fresh, brand something new. new. Yeah, yeah. It's just horrible, like. Um. <laughs> something that speaks to the future instead of speaking no. of the past. Like, um. 
if you could imagine like a, ba a, a sort of band camp alternative where say like you upload an album you mint it and you can like mint say like a hundred copies and then what happens with those a hundred copies you sell them to a hundred people for like I don't know let's just say like 20 20 dollars each right then those people can sell those like they're, they're not just they're not just like bits of data that are permitted by Bandcamp to download for as long as Bandcamp exists. They they own those tokens that they can actually sell at a later date on the marketplace. Like on mm. the on the web free marketplace. And that that's the difference maker. That's why the sales volume of NSTs is so high. Because people are buying art and selling art. It's like, you know But that that could be music and the fucking Music NFT marketplace could be huge, but no, the one place that's got like complete power over everything right now have done absolutely nothing with NFTs, quite predictably. But that's the thing, like you know, consider who these people are. Like it's, it's Bay Area, like you know, leftists, I guess. Hmm. Um, I actually found a picture of the fucking CEO of. Um Bandcamp, and I, it never occurred to me just how fucking. Oh, Ethan Diamond. Yeah, yeah. like that is that is not a. And you know, person. yeah, they. <laughs> I mean, there's no need to get into that kind of like. Uh, <laughs> no, but, like, no, no, no. There's other like, like other people who work at Bandcamp too. It's not just like it's not just Ethan Diamond. It's like the whole staff, are just like these obnoxious like Bay Area freaks who. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna, like, yeah. No, but like seriously, like especially in the modern day, who a person is is manifest in how they look. You know, when you see that, that's one thing about people expressing themselves mm -hmm. more and more. You can tell who's a fucking whacked out nutter and who's yeah. got their head screwed on straight just by looking at them. So in that sense, it's kind of beneficial that you know all these idiots are kind of uncloaking themselves and making themselves obvious that yes, you are an idiot and yes, you did have the opportunity to revolutionize music for the last decade and a half and yes, you did completely sleep on it and you've wasted so much time that you've probably shot a lot of people's careers yeah, so yeah. no, I think yeah. like, like literally like um, so many people on Bandcamp have had their like, potential careers ruined because I look at like the indie like the indie stars of like the 2000s and um, you know how much success they had compared to the ones in the 2010s like us other people you know like not even people in our scene just sort of similar kind of people and how like the the level of success hasn't been the same because Bandcamp have um, Bandcamp have created this bubble and it's like people don't see it because like they think, oh, I'm selling my music and it's so easy, I can upload it and sell it and I only have to pay 15% fees, 10% fees or whatever. It's just, people just can't think properly about this shit. Pay, like, it, and this is why yeah. Bandcamp have a monopoly because like people don't think about this shit. Just like we just really need like some web-free type people to come along and shake things up. Um, like 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 I mentioned earlier, like Audius tried, but they sort of fell on the face so far. Hopefully, they can reinvent. Re 
Yeah. The concept of Audius was nice, but the execution was so fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. No, I like her. I think what I think you know what you want, what you really want now is a sort of like Spotify of sorts, like that kind of app where you've got the whole library of music at your fingertips. Like you don't want a fucking yeah. Bandcamp style website. No, no way. So you want that kind of like no Spotify interface of sorts, but at the same time you want it to be based around like NFTs and shit. That that is what that would like completely revolutionize music but uh yeah for now we're stuck with fucking band camp <laughs> just the name pisses me off band camp what a pitiful Awful. mess we're in yeah Fuck me. hopefully not for well, too much longer like i think you know give it like another year there's bound to be you know something's bound to come along but for now we have to use band camp because that's just the standard Let's wash the disgusting taste of Bandcamp out of our mouths with a tune, shall we? Yeah. Alright. What have we got? You haven't written anything on the notes. Oh, okay. Okay, it's time for our renowned, heralded, diamond-encrusted demo segment. And I am personally really excited for this one because, well, usually on the demo segment, we check our inbox. We see what's coming in our inbox. We never thought to check the spam. Yeah. And it turns out you guys have been sending demos to us and they've been going straight to spam. So we're going to listen to the, everything that's in the spam inbox today, we're going to do a spam special. And we're going to see just what the hell you guys are sending us that's so bad that even fucking <laughs> Google doesn't want to recommend it to us. What kind of shit have we got here? I, I, I'm, I'm hyped to get into this, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Spam like, demos? Like, so, okay. So it says spam is deleted after 30 days, so I just wonder, like, how many fucking demos we've missed over the years because of this, because I've never thought about it before. You know, who, who yeah. checks spam? But then I was just like... My was dad just does. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course your dad checks spam. It's <laughs> 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 probably the only place he gets an email, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So All right. we've only got spam emails from the last 30 days, sadly, because of yeah. Google's shitty uh, spam inbox rules. <sighs> but yeah. we have got 12 spam emails here, and they're looking pretty promising. So, yeah. so shall we start from the bottom up? So let's October start the 4th, from the bottom. Crisis hotline. DJ shines on Aphrodite Love Chat. And they literally just sent us a SoundCloud link, nothing else. Perfect. I don't even have to read anything. You don't even give me the opportunity to put on a silly accent. All right. And, and uh, your track's deleted as well, so we're getting uh, the fuck out of here nice uh, and quick. I like it. <laughs> oh, so this is Clear Banshee, I think. This is Clear Banshee? Yeah, yeah. So you're... Oh, so this is from four months ago. Okay. Oh, so we already listened so. to Clear Banshee. You know. Yeah, but this is a this is a different project. This is no, like different... it's it's not it's the same thing. All right, next, oh. next. Okay, so that, that was not graves. Grave zone clan castles. So it seems uh, the common theme here is there's no tax, just a link, and that's why it's going to spam. Yeah. So all right, let's listen to zone clan. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Right, let's hear this. Castles in the grave. Gravezone Clan. Definitely on that death grip shit. Death grips? Yeah, I'm getting death grips influence on this, but also it just sounds proper fucking schizo. Yeah, I was thinking it sounds like, sort of, um, a bit like Death's Dynamic Shroud, but metal version or something. I don't know. Metal's Dynamic Shroud. Yeah. I'm willing to give them another track. This is this is a good start, I think. Let's, let's let's hear something else from them. Let's hear we're famous now, that means we're rapists. That sounds like a good song. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Grave song clan, is it? Yeah. I'm rapping this. Yeah, this is pretty uh <laughs> See, this is what this is what you get in spam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. No, I rate this. Shout out to Gravezone Clan. This shit's of dense. No, I rate this. We need to get these guys. We need to grab these guys. All right, I'll forward it to your email. Yes. You can have them for Banshee Island or something if you. Uh... <laughs> well, I got I got SIM card style Gan. I'm getting Gravezone yeah. Clan too. I'm setting up my my empire of hypermodern <laughs> insanity. I'm yeah. I'm placing my pieces on the board right now. This will be my bishop. All right, that's enough. Alright, do you want me to forward you their email then? So you've got Hell a, uh, yeah. For a That's the good shit. Shot. I want that. I want that on bad shit. Yeah. I want it on right now. You know what? I'm gonna whack um Futuro Baziano in the see what they think. 
Oh, you're gonna undermine me and go straight to to butt cement? Yeah, I mean, like you know, bring if you brought back Banshee Island as a sort of challenger to a future of Butsiano, it could really you know create a sort of Coke versus Pepsi dynamic. Mm. Anyway, you know next, I, I, next I just, demo. I just might. Gone. Bless up, great label. I'm Arhengel Mikhail. My dream is work with you artists and release my beats instrumental and make you know. Can send you. my can sell my seven blessed album for listen. I see and feel you jump from my sound. Spotify to represent you team. <laughs> and he's actually no written like he's, he's, he's written in several different languages here. He said that he educates with Arigato. Asia books, whatever that means. Yeah. If, 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 I don't know if anyone out here educates <laughs> with Asia Books. Um, label Bentley the, Record. Uh, my, fresh, is... my fresh single in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy already. I have, okay. I have stability, logic, vision, and heave logic for results. It's great technical support studio. <laughs> All right, let's just listen. Oh, let's get into this. Oh no. Oh no, Michael, don't let me down. Michael, please. Come on, let's listen. Give him a chance. Oh. Michael, no. Michael, no. Hello. Let's just wait for the drop, shall we? I'm already. I've got a bad feeling, but those 808 drums are gonna come in, and the wah wah's gonna be played. Man, you're just giving it away. <laughs> and that was kind of in tune. <laughs> Hold on, that was in tune. <laughs> yes! This is the remix! This is the remix! This is what we need! <laughs> that is the best remix I have ever. <laughs> so this guy's called Michael, but he didn't really sound look much like a Michael. He sounded like a girl, I guess. Yeah. Or was it a he remix like or something? Uh, shall we? He linked the. Uh, shall we listen to Kush Future? See what that's like. Kush Future. Yeah, Future Bounce. See, this isn't trap. It's Future Bounce. Whatever that is. See, this is better than trap. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I guess it's that kind of a uh, fucking post nightcore scene shit. I don't know whatever they call it these days. Like that uh, GRRL um, used to come on. I was after NCS. Ew, that hat is awful. Ew, that hat is awful. You're not feeling it. Ew, that hi hat. Just listen to that hi hat. It's literally just a stock 808! Well, I don't mind stock sounds, personally. Yeah, but it's like way too loud in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
No, <laughs> no, Michael, you've let me down. It's it's let too me. it's too twenty tens to be honest. I don't want to listen to that. All right, next. Yeah. Dear sir, I am Bruce from ULK Mode Go Limited. We specialize <laughs> in right, design and manufacturing mean. plastic die casting molded parts. All right, so that parts. that was like, that was actual spam. All right, let's. Uh... <laughs> right here we go. Oh, this is this is the Mumbai guy. This is I get to put on the Indian accent and it gets to actually fit. Okay, I've got to do a really good one for him. Okay, why don't we? Uh, why don't you? Okay, <laughs> you going right into it. I was gonna say why don't you do the the Osho accents for him? That's a good call. Okay, dear sir, <laughs> I hope you're doing well. <laughs> I'm Anushka. <laughs> A singer slash songwriter and producer based in Mumbai. <laughs> I have just all right. Let's just let's do it. That's gonna take like literally five minutes. My so. debut single, song of this year. Just do a just do a classic Indian accent for us. Please. Listen to my bloody singer. Listen to it now. What are you waiting for? All right, let's listen to this. Let's listen to an Indian song of the seas by Anushka. Oh, hold on, it's a girl. It's not even a guy. R and B and soul. You okay. did a fucking. All right, all right. Let's let's hear this out. That's a very American sounding Indian. <laughs> well, she's probably, um. She's probably this American. Oh, wait, didn't she say Mumbai? She said Mumbai? Oh, yeah. And she's got a video out on YouTube and everything. Is this legit? Is this actually an Indian? Well, it's from an Indian email, yeah. Okay, but is it, for, it might be from an Indian call center that's like forwarding it on to us. No, I think it's just someone sending a demo to a random, random email. I'll be honest, I was waiting for the trombone. Trombone? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I didn't mind it, to be honest. It was okay for it was. Obviously, it's not... Um... Those drums ruined it for me. I'm sorry, yeah. those drums were just so... Yeah. Not a fan of that at all. Stinky, stinky. Alright, next. Okay. See here. What's next? Argota Blur, if you haven't heard it yet. Well, I've heard the band Blur, but I haven't heard Argota's Blur. <sighs> oh, no this is a just fucking a... business email. Uh, no, uh, so it was just uh, fucking. Whatever. Fucking MailChimp default send out. No, yeah. no effort, no nothing. Good no. Yeah. Okay, send let's, me a let's try Lil Walter. Lil Walter, 
Wait, phone number? This, this guy gave us his phone number? Yeah, yeah. Well, Walter gave us his phone number. All right, well, we can't read that out on the air, quite clearly. And that's all he put in his fucking thing, so let's get into the track. Alright, so Snow Dog he's called. Let's listen to this. Alright, Snow Dog. Man, I fucking lost the uh... <laughs> You lost the Wawa? Yeah, hold on. No, it's just. I'm so no. sick of trap, honestly. God's sake. <laughs> no. Snow Dog, your homies in the ghetto might be bumping that, but I ain't bumping that. No. Alright, next. Flexbet, go in, just meet den bestem quotem. Bis a hundred euro in Seilen und der Krakus Brandenreich. Alright, so it seems the Rasta just like real spam now, so we can move on to the uh, classic demos. Back to the safe territory, back right. to the. where things are comfortable and comfy. And we've got Michael Coolen uh, easing us in with a gentle song. Called Return of the Weed Lord. I'm sure this song will be just pleasant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> this is pretty demented. <laughs> this is nuts. So the funny thing is it says on the info here that it took him um, uh, years to make this, apparently. <laughs> years? Yeah. <laughs> like, read this. It says this al this album is very emotional for me for high school and directly afterwards I spent all my time making this doing quadrat shit with my friends. Those are the days. Now I'm twenty one. It took me years to make a version of this that I was happy releasing. And this is the this is the final product I suppose. <laughs> I love it! I love it! Yeah, Get this a, guy on fucking Dream yeah. Cat right now! <laughs> yes! Yeah, this is pretty good. So. <laughs> Larrere Aberdeen finally has competition! I love it! <laughs> oh, I feel this! Yeah, that's some um, yeah. Futuro Baciano slash Banshee Island shit, I think, to be honest. I'll when I'll the demo was started, I saw you. I saw you tab it over to the fucking trombone for a second. I saw you thinking about it. <laughs> it was because of the eight oh eight, but yeah, it, it wasn't trombone worthy for sure. Um, you gave it a chance, and now you like it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna forward that to you and but but some of it. Um, Hell yeah. 
Thank you, Michael Coolen. That was pretty cool. Alright. Uh, let's try this one. Hi, my name is Gustavo Rafael Coolio. I am music producer. I have more than 500... Wait, did we do this guy last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the fucking... We did this guy. Piano guy, yeah. All right, let's Fucking go. music go library cunt. Get out of yeah. here. Get <laughs> the fuck out that of here. That guy's still really looking to release his library of piano dithies, I guess. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> All right, let's try this one. Hi, can you release Happy and EP? It's all <laughs> tracks. Come on, I know you can release my Happy and EP. It's really cool. Alright, um, pick a tune. Okay, we've only got two. We've only got two. We've got View from the Outside or Sky Memory. I'm going to go for Sky Memory. That might be the saddest trombone ever. <laughs> you see, I was getting ready to trombone this. And now that I've given it about a minute, I'm still ready to trombone it. You wanna hit the trombone? The only time when music like that is acceptable is if it's 2002 and that's in the background of a Newgrounds Flash game. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Newgrounds Flash game. I expect to be connecting a dial-up over AOL 9 anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, oh god, don't want to listen yeah. to that. Sorry. Yeah, so it's fifty. It's, it's, it's that's twenty years old now. Yeah. That kind All of right. music's just. Um. Next. I am very happy to share with you my debut album, Black Aurora. Which finally released on all digital platforms. Listen here. Listen here, you little shit. Right, let's Listen to my up. fucking jokes. Mira, or Myra, or however the fuck you This guy looks a little bit quite intense, to be honest. Yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a bit of a moody cunt. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe his picture, then, for the listeners? Um, so, it's, 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 it's dream punk guy in a hoodie... But instead of it being like a guy in a hoodie, it looks like fucking uh, grayscale of um, Normus Reedus from uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> and he's staring a hole through you. Yeah, like he's, he's like got the most intense stare and he's just staring like right at you. <laughs> Alright, Pikachu. That's how I describe his profile picture. Let's listen to Lazarus. Lazarus. <sighs> <laughs> I'll give you a moment. I mean, it is seven minutes long. <laughs> okay, come on, you've got to do something interesting. There we go, that's something. Here we go. 
I'm feeling a bit uh, new grounds flash game on this one as well. To be yeah, this is this is definitely new grounds flash game. <laughs> what is it with all these early two thousands ass sounding demos? Yeah. I thought this was the kind of shit we'd find in the spam. To be honest, like all this kind of like. Yeah. No. Get that was the fuck again. Out of here. <laughs> Hell yeah. If we can well, what's going on with this tune? It's uh, it's getting all over the place. I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. Just those same sort of shit. <laughs> Even yeah, the drum progression's a... going nuts. That those same sort of fucking. Yeah. Okay. Italian electronic star Aga teams with Liverpool Synthwave to make some shit that we don't care about. Get the fuck out of here. You didn't give us a SoundCloud link. Stop sending us your fucking oh, MailChimp is... mail-out to a demo's inbox. Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty bad mail-out too, because it's like, it's literally like 12 paragraphs of text and then like the tiniest little link at the bottom that you don't even fucking notice. <laughs> that's just, that's just abysmal. Right. Okay, next. Go on. Oi, Shima, here's a track for you. Either like it or suck balls. Short and see the point. Okay. To the point. Let's find out if I'm going to be sucking any balls tonight. Alright. Getting Quark Espresso vibes off of this. <laughs> yeah, it's got that too. Yeah, definitely on that Quark Espresso type shit. You know what? I'm gonna put my cards on the table here, and I'm gonna do something that I don't often do. I'm gonna call you out, motherfucker. Quark Espresso, this is you. You just used a smurf. I'm calling you out. Your production's too unique to not be spotted out immediately, dude. <laughs> I think this is him. What's, uh, what's the voice saying? Lemons? What? Let's try and decipher this. Right, let's just do this one again. I don't think it's Quark Espresso. I'm gonna keep listening. Right. It sounds just like him. I mean, it's like one of the weirdest things I've heard in a while, that's for sure. <laughs> it's... Right, stop speaking over it. I want to hear what it's actually saying. Hold on. What's that? I definitely heard watch there. Watch. Watch. It's certainly unique. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it does sound a bit like Quark Expresso, that's for sure. But I don't think it is Quark Expresso. So, either um, you like it or suck balls, which one was it? Guess I'm sucking balls. <laughs> I kind of liked it, but... Uh, it, was it wasn't kinda, bad, yeah. but it was like... Like, it's what was it? Weird. It was like, just like... <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty weird, yeah. yeah. Alright, um... 
One so we got one from um, Char here. So obviously he's released a single of us in the past. Yeah, we've we've, we've done business with Char before. Yeah, one of the greatest Char tracks of all time. So Char's uh, Char's the French tanks guy. But I, 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 you know, his name, Char, and then it's got all the mm -hmm. Japanese text. I'm not actually sure what that is, so I'm going to actually translate that right now. Because I've, right. I've never translated it before. So it's, uh, oh, French Tank. So his Makes name's sense. literally Char French Tank. So what's the Char part? I don't get that. I don't know. And why would you put French Tank in Japanese? Why wouldn't you do, like... Hold on, let me. In French. Let me, let me, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Let me see what French tank is in French. Like, if I were you, Char, I would just, like, do a big rebrand. Um, just go all in on your to, French nature. Yeah, where's French on here? Hold on. The French, oh, it's going, it's going A to Z uh, through the columns, like, length. Right, yeah, I got it. So, Char France. Oh, so that's what Char is. So, Char France is French ah. tank. So it's so it's so it's tank French tank. That's his That's name. Chat français. Chat français. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna call you chat français from now. On. I'm gonna call you tank French tank. Tank. Okay, French tank. tank, yeah. tank yeah, French I, I think I think you should rebrand yourself. Just call yourself chat français. That's it just got a nice. To be, uh, that's got a good vibe uh, to it. I think. Yeah. It's supposed to be a Halloween themed VHS comp for a few years back, but the label decided to pull the song after trying to cancel me for some stupid joke. Uh, fortunately for them, the video size was 666 megabytes, <laughs> and uh, shortly after pulling the song, the whole label went under, and the VHS never happened. Nice. So I guess he got cancelled, so he's on his way. So to you're literally control. fucking cursing us right now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Tank French Tank. Let's hear what you've got. Yeah, I'm like, huh? No, I'm reading this too, actually. Dark and spooky. Rich. There's a lot going on here. You see, this song exemplifies the difference between rich champion and cheap champion. You can hear the difference. Yeah, no, I really like this. This is great. Yeah. See, um, I was trying to make this point in the call the other day, because, like, I was talking. That's a nice, cool little change, though.
why you go with this? No, yeah, this is really good. I'd say this is one of the best demos we've had in weeks, actually. Yeah, this is fantastic. I gotta wait for the build. Actually, you know what? Don't pause it, the build's going. I wanna wait for this build to finish. Well, that's the thing. Um, I wanna I wanna save that for a single. So, if people wanna hear it, they're gonna have to wait for the full single. Oh, See man! <laughs> Come on, dude! You gotta wait. You gotta wait. So, um, Shit, so in, regard, in regards to ambient music, right? I was speaking to Nicole about this, like, he was saying about his Gateway Azure album, you know, that's just like really simple music. And I said, yeah, it may be simple, but it's like the style of it is what's important. Because like anyone can like pull out a keyboard and hold down a chord or whatever for like 10 minutes. That's not uh -huh. hard. It's not hard to make ambient music. What's hard about ambient music is making it like good, basically. It's like that's the difference, you know. You gotta have like a sort of yeah. vision and an ear for ambient music if you want to make it good. And that was sounding pretty stellar to me. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, we're gonna get that, that to our, that's yeah, that's gonna go to our main email and come out as a single, I reckon. It's been a while since we actually had someone accepted from the from the. Demos. But you know what? I, I I really think Shaw should drop the Japanese from his name and just like you know, come into the new. Yeah, era. we've released stuff from Tank French Tank before. Hell, we even interviewed. How him. many? Um, so. I don't know, Doug. Like, I guess he's on the old Groveman shit now, isn't he? But uh, let me type Shaw in on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, does anything even come up? See, I mean, no, I not. I can't even find him on Spotify. Like. First thing well, that here's comes the perfect up is chance to Charlotte Don't Wit and then Charlie XCX. Well, Adele, the Adele comes up before fucking. So yeah, I can't even. Yeah. So it's is a single just... on Dreamcast? Like what is it? Nouveau something or other? I can't remember. Nouveau Life. <laughs> Nouveau. No. Here it is New Nouvelle Avenue. So now it's not even on the. Oh, there it is. Oh, Levon Shaw. It comes up as. Levon Shaw is a better name than Shaw Japanese characters. Yeah. Why don't you just call yourself Tank French Tank? That's actually a better name. Tank French Tank. All in English. Yeah, I, I, Tank I, I, French Tank. I think, um. What was it? Shaw Francais. I quite like that. Or Levon Shaw. I don't know. What's yeah. Levant? Is that a French word? Uh. I don't know. You'd have to. Listen, we don't have time to fucking read <laughs> we don't. French tank guy's name. So Lavon is a before, so I guess before tanks. I don't know. Before tanks. Hold on. Let me tell you, Lavon Shaw's washing tanks. Lavon Char. Lavon Char. See, I really like French. It's one of my favorite. Um, L'Avanchard. L'Avanchard. See, that's a the good language name. Of romance and love and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I think I think Shaw should become L'Avanchard. I think Shaw needs to put out a debut album and surprise everyone with just how fucking good he is. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, pick pick up more with Shaw soon. Anyway, uh, you know what? To sign us out, let's uh, let's listen to Nouvelle Avenue, the Dream Catalog single from 2020. 
shall we? Until next week, peace. Oh, and you steal my lander. Until next week, peace. And don't forget See to ya. sign up to Evolve Mag, Evolve, uh, patreon.com slash Evolve Mag UK. Man, let me <laughs> evolve Mark UK on Patreon. Alright, until next week. Peace.